Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Our guest today is the co-founder and president of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And we have a very important topic we are discussing, avoiding blame and judgment. And that is a broad topic, but it has huge implications. And I want to jump into asking Katie the first question right now. Katie, what kind of impact does placing blame or placing fault, what kind of impact does that have on our relationships in the workplace? Hi, Casey. I'm so thrilled to join you today and talk about this topic that we're hearing is so pervasive across healthcare right now. And at the end of the day, it's so important because placing blame jeopardizes relationships. Whether we mean to or not, blame and negativity activates our defense mechanism. So that means we're geared up and cued in for kind of that fight or flight And if we're not careful and blame creeps into our vocabulary, we kind of leave this emotional wake behind. And so it's really looking at the difference of, am I trying to win over somebody or am I trying to win with someone? And if it's winning together, then there's some steps that we can take to reduce, eliminate blame and create more constructive ways to manage conflict. We all know there is a pandemic going on right now. So why is it important to avoid blaming people, especially during times of a crisis? Sure. I think we've all heard stories of frustration in the field, um, in, in hospitals and clinic settings around things like vaccine hesitancy and frustration over um, patient load and a whole host of other concerns where we're engaging with people on a day-to-day basis, that their fuses are shorter than they might've been, you know, two years ago, just due to the stresses and strain coming at all of us from all different angles. When we are in crisis, our need to double down on emotional intelligence is probably its most prominent. And that begins with self-awareness, thinking about the the feelings and emotions that we're experiencing, being able to name them and then manage them, self-management. When we can manage those emotions, we are less likely to be in a position to attribute blame or hostility towards somebody else. We're more in tune to empathize and to listen, to learn and understand versus listening to judge. Thanks, Katie. I was just making a note there. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about managing emotions. And of course, that goes along with emotional intelligence. But first, I want to read a quote to you and then ask you to follow up on it and break it down for us. And the quote is as follows. We do and say a lot without realizing the impact we leave behind on others. Can you elaborate on the importance of this quote and how it relates to our discussion today on avoiding blame and judgment? I'd be happy to give an example. One of our coaches was sharing a time when we could kind of freely travel as as we needed to. And she'd come home on a red eye and was going around a room um, of some physicians she was doing some work with. And she just inadvertently missed one of them in that greeting and come to find out six months later, that individual felt slighted. 
And so this is an individual who's extraordinarily well-intentioned, never meant to slight anybody, just was tired and was, you know, trying to do her best and made a mistake, an unintentional mistake. And so there are plenty of times where we take shortcuts that introduce blame. For instance, we might reference a senior team as they versus we, us versus them, as a shortcut to sort of make ourselves look better at the expense of others. We don't do it to harm somebody. We're just doing this for positioning. And so there's a real opportunity to step back and say, are we trying to win together? Am I assuming positive intent? Am I positioning others in a positive light? And am I listening with kindness and appreciation? And are there some interpersonal strategies for avoiding blame and restoring civility that you wanted to discuss with us? I think one of the most important things to focus on is to really being attuned to ourself, thinking and accurately describing your perspective. Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Being able to name that emotion, as Brene Brown says, if you can't name your emotion, it's going to eat you alive. So if you can identify your perspective and your vantage point, then you're in a position to say, how am I listening to recognize the other person's perspective? Being clear to eliminate some words that can harm relationships, like the simple word, but, but really invalidate somebody else's story, substituting and instead, and recognizing if your intent in speaking is negative or to harm somebody or retaliate, Maybe just say pause to yourself or let an email sit for 24 hours or say, hey, I'm going to take care of a few other things. Can I call you back? Buy yourself some time. If you don't have time to buy, double down on your listening. And how can seemingly small phrases of negativity, interactions that we might not think too much of if we do it to some other person, but at the end of the day, it's a small phrase, it's negative and we might not even be fully conscious that we're doing it, but you know, how do these small phrases of negativity kind of quickly add up to add damage to our relationships, to morale in the workplace and teamwork? I want to get your take on that and what can be done to kind of prevent us from being negative in these moments and harming these important relationships. Yeah. So Things can creep into our vocabulary really quickly if we're not paying attention to them. Here's some example phrases. Uh, Using absolutes. You always do this. This never happens. Pointing out somebody else's failure to make yourself look better, to make them look bad. Rehashing like this is just like when this happened or when you did this. Making those angry facial expressions, which... Pretty much everybody knows what those look like. Speculating with negative versus positive intent, making jokes at others' expenses, saying all of this would be fine if it if it weren't for so-and-so. I can't help you now. What I'm doing is more important. All of those things, when they creep into your vocabulary, they can be really cumulative and lead to really negative interactions that epitomize blame. Katie, how do we break these cycles? In our work, we see awareness is the number one thing 
that we can build. And so it, it really is grounded in that personal competence with emotional intelligence, being aware, being able to manage our emotions, empathizing and building healthy relationships on the social competence side. Some simple steps that we recommend are really focusing on gratitude. Individually, what can we control? We can begin and end every day thinking about what am I grateful for? Take ownership and responsibility. We're not perfect. How, as, as people, how do we learn and, and look for the growth? Give compliments. Find the things that we appreciate in somebody else. Even if we have to say to ourselves, stop, when we feel ourselves kind of doubling down with negativity, spend time with positive people. Spend more time with the people who lift us up. That buys ourselves space and time to think. And I know I've heard you talk about in the past, the importance of doubling down on being a great listener. So how does listening factor into all of this in today's discussion? Listening helps us empathize. It helps us build a connection, find shared understanding, some simple steps. What I'm hearing you say is, I can hear your frustration. Can you tell me more about this? I'm really trying to understand where you're coming from. What about this is most important to you? Those calibrated questions help us grow viewing the lens from the other person's perspective and taking that need to blame out of the equation. And Katie, you you alluded to this earlier in today's interview, the problem with the word but. How do we eliminate but from our vocabulary and perhaps... Try to use the word and instead. How do we go about that? And I will tell you that is something I work every day on. Here's an example. I really want to help you, but I'm dealing with all of these really complicated patient issues today and deadlines. It's it's sort of erasing the I want to help you and superseding it with I have all these other really more important things on my plate. I love you but I'm really angry right now versus I love you and I'm really angry right now. So you're building it together and not invalidating the other part of the equation. I hear you're really frustrated. How can I help you? I can tell you you're really frustrated and I want to know how I can help. For instead of I hear you're really frustrated, but I'm doing my best. This has been a great discussion. It's important. It'll always be important. It's one of those evergreen interviews that we could listen to 10 years from now, and it would still pack as much of a punch. So thanks so much for joining us today, Katie, and for your time. I do want to ask if you have any other final thoughts on managing emotions or emotional intelligence before we wrap up today. I think how we regulate our responses is really important. We talked about asking questions to uncover more, avoiding making accusations, buying ourselves time through listening to paraphrase or write things down, grow our comfort and getting to know the other side of us. How do we look when we're under stress, our tone of voice, our body language? And when we're dealing with somebody who's escalating in in anger or frustration, continuing to get curious. Am I listening to learn or am I I listening to judge? 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.